0: Support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from our friends at Bold Apps. Subscriptions are becoming more popular than ever on Shopify. And there's one app we always recommend to customers when they need to run them. And that's the Recurring Orders app from Bold. Like all Bold Apps, it's quick and easy to set up, packed full of features, but they just added a super cool feature that I think is the absolute deal sealer for me. They call it cancellation management. And basically, it stops your customers from canceling their subscriptions by offering them great incentives. So if you've ever tried to cancel your cable account, you know what I'm talking about. You say, I want to cancel my account. And they say, all right, what if we offered you, say, a free month of service or extra channels or a discount? Would that change your mind? Bold has built that into this app as an automatic feature, and I think it's a really awesome way to save that predictable recurring revenue provided by your subscriptions. So if you want to try it out for free for two months, just go to ecommerce-bootcamp.com slash bold to get started today. The unofficial Shopify podcast also gets support from our friends at Rewind. You probably back up your important computer files, right? But what about your Shopify store? Not many people realize that Shopify doesn't have a way for store owners to recover deleted items. When something's deleted in Shopify, it's gone forever. But not when you have Rewind. Rewind lets you recover deleted items from Shopify. If you've used Time Machine for the Mac, it's like that, but for Shopify. Rewind backs up all sorts of stuff. Your products and product images, theme and theme assets, customers, orders, collections, pages, blogs, articles, comments, and more. And then, if something happens to them, say an employee makes a mistake or an app that you've installed has a bug, Rewind can help you rewind back to the way things were. They have a five star rating in the Shopify app store and are backing up an insane 100 million items for thousands of Shopify stores right now. Here's the best part it starts at just five bucks a month. You can get a free, 14-day trial of Rewind by going to ecommerce-bootcamp.com slash rewind. Hello and welcome to the unofficial Shopify podcast, recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Today, usually we're talking about making money. Today we're talking about making apps. So no secret, I mentioned in the last couple episodes, we released our very first app. I'm excited about it. It's called CrowdFunder. I swear this episode is not one long plug for CrowdFunder, but we were in an interesting place. So we released our first app. Uh, the, the developer, a friend of mine who was at my wedding, who I traveled to Sweden with this summer, uh, dearly love him and his wife, Jeremy Green, he is a, a Rails developer, really talented guy. And he said, you know what, I'll try, try building a Shopify app. So it was also his first Shopify app as well. So we were in an interesting place where we were both learning through this, going through it for the first time. And one of the things I love about Shopify is it's a la carte So, you know, Shopify plan, i say most people probably start with the pro plan. at $79 a month. And then you add features as you need them via apps and third-party services. And at this point, the app store is extraordinary, the number of things and features you can add. But even so, sometimes there's something that isn't there. And I've seen clients uh, build what are called custom private apps. So it's uh, a Shopify app that just isn't listed in the app store, and it probably does one very specific thing that your store needs. So in the interest of that, you know, Jeremy and I are going to talk through what that process was like, building an app, and what that learning experience was like. And then that way you've got that in your, your box of tools if you ever need to go uh, build an app or hire someone to build an app. You know you've got that got that out there. Jeremy, uh, how are you doing? I'm great, Kurt. How are you? <laughs> Very well. Other than a, a little laryngitis, I'm a little snotty, truthfully. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's been a week, and I'm feeling much better today. Uh, so, Okay. <laughs> question question 1 how long did it take to build an app what how long did it take us
1: uh from the day that we first from the first commit to when we had it published uh, in the store i think was right around 2 months and there was a decent a decent amount of downtime in that 2 months i think yeah there was probably you know it was Kind of a side project, I think, for both of us. Um, yeah, it was
0: a side hustle, and we still yeah. got it out the door in two months, which I was really impressed with. I think if we had focused on it, um, three weeks would have been totally reasonable.
1: Yep, that's what I was about to say. I think three weeks would have been completely doable if we'd been, you know, focused on it and spending kind of real time working on it instead of nights and weekends. But
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a, definitely a side hustle. Um, yeah. So the you know, like all things, all ideas, it starts with a need, so we had seen we had worked with factory um f c t r y and they had wanted to do a a crowdfund style uh order campaign for their their trump action figure and of course, this was well before he was president elect trump um, and they got uh, well into the six figures, it was over a hundred thousand dollars in pre-orders for this this little action figure. And I forgot it was you know maybe twenty bucks. So really impressive stuff, because with those those crowdfunding elements, you're adding scarcity and social proof at the same time. You know you're adding the countdown timer, which creates urgency. I'm sorry, not scarcity, but the countdown timer which creates urgency, and then you can see all these other people backed, and then that creates social proof because you go, well other people want it, I want it too. It's human nature. And of course there's someone at the door. Give me a moment to go answer the door. <laughs> sure. And it wasn't even anyone important at the door. <laughs> um so, you know, based on the success of their that crowdfunding campaign, we thought gee, you know, maybe other people might like this. And then it just happened, I got another request from someone, a store owner who said, "Hey, we're going to start selling jeans." And I won't say the name, and we're we're thinking about doing for every series of jeans, crowdfunding them but we want to do it on our Shopify store. So I had two people who had said, let's do this thing. And that said, all right, there's a need for this. So I went, you know, I thought maybe this would make a good app. So I approached you, Jeremy. I said, is this even possible? I think that's how it happened. Am I right?
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I think you'd kind of mentioned that you wanted kind of theoretically to get into doing apps, but that not being a rails developer that you kind of weren't sure where to start. And then I mentioned, you know, Hey, I, I do Rails all day, every day. I can cover that. Let's team up on something, and then yeah, you you definitely mentioned that you had those two clients that were wanting to do crowdfunding. Uh, you thought it was a a pretty good, you know, opening that there wasn't already a good solution for in the app store. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the origin story, I guess.
0: So we so we'd seen the need, yeah. Then you, I had presented it to you. Um, like a week later, you said, hey, look what I made. And sure enough, you'd built a proof of concept. It did exactly, it was a dev store, did exactly what I had described based on that factory thing. And then I said, oh my gosh, are you serious? This is fantastic. And we <laughs> went from there. So how did you, you know, you had, you're a Rails developer, but you'd never developed in Shopify. How did you get into it? What did you, what What are your impressions? You know, look going from the outside with fresh eyes of developing for Shopify?
1: Um, for the most part, I thought it was really very easy and straightforward. Um, you know, you join the Shopify Developer Program uh, that gets you into, you know, their developer portal where they have a bunch of documentation. Um, they have a couple of different Rails uh, Ruby gems that you can add to a Rails project that you know handle a lot of stuff like uh, kind of the authentication bit, where When somebody wants to add their store or add your app to their store, um, you know they have code already in place that handles a lot of the particulars of that, uh, and you just have to hook it up the right way to get everything working. Um, You know, uh, you pointed me to their style guide uh, where they have you know some CSS and markup that they uh, recommend that you use to make everything look like a Shopify app. so, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it was it was really good. It's yeah, you know, not too point. hard.
0: The back end, you know, playing with different Shopify apps, you quickly discover they all look a little different. And that always surprises me because I, as a designer, you know, I'm a designer, you're not a designer, and I had zero input. You literally, you styled it using <laughs> the library Shopify gives you, and it looked beautiful and matched the Shopify back end. Just note to app developers, I wish you would all do that. Make it all match. Makes life very easy. Um yeah, it it was quite surprising at how how well that worked.
1: Yeah, and it it makes it easy, f- you know, for me from a developer standpoint because, uh, you know, there's pretty clear guidelines about what things should look like, how how screens should be arranged, uh, how you should separate sections within a screen, you know, all that kind of stuff, uh, and so just following their guidelines, you know, makes it really fit right in and make it look like it's a part of Shopify.
0: So one thing uh, I think a lot of people don't realize, when you have a Shopify app, does it, it in no way runs on Shopify, right?
1: No, it, it doesn't. Uh, we run our own Rails app that runs uh, at Heroku currently. Um, our stuff basically gets injected into the Shopify admin interface uh, via, well, that's just an iframe. There's really not even any injection. It's just they you know, put an iframe in their page that points to our app. Um, and then on the front end, uh, we can inject a little piece of JavaScript uh, into the front end of the store that allows us to, you know, do some DOM manipulation on the page. And that's how we get the, the countdown widget and all of that kind of stuff into the front end of the store.
0: Very cool. So the... I was going to be my next question... Um, so the only cost that – the recurring cost, let's say you know, looking at this as a – if you were building a custom app, you'd have to pay to develop the thing. But then the, the maintenance cost is really just running Heroku. What does Heroku yep. cost? I have no idea.
1: Uh, it depends on what level of service you want to use. Uh, I think right now we're – since we don't have that much traffic going to it, uh, we're on their hobby dynos. So I think our, our total hosting cost is about $14 a month. Um, and if we needed to bump that up to the next level, uh, it would be about 50 bucks a month.
0: <laughs> and what, what kind of traffic do you think like, – so let's say I spent the 50 bucks a month. What kind of traffic level do you think that would support?
1: Um, and I know right like a really broad estimate. Yeah. Uh, I mean right now most of the, the requests that we get are, hey, is there a pre sale running for this product – and since you know people are generally running pre-sales for a small percentage of the total products that they have in their store, most of our requests are nope, we don't have a pre-sale. Uh, so those all run very quickly. So I you know I think we could realistically support probably hundreds of stores uh, on the the plan that we're on currently before we need to step up, or you know unless we get one store that's just going gangbusters and you know, sending lots and lots of traffic.
0: Um, so you you wrote it in Ruby. Does it have yep. to be Ruby or are there other libraries that you can write a Shopify app in?
1: Uh, I believe that it's possible to write in other languages. Um, you know, the, the authentication flow is just standard OAuth. Uh, so, you know, if you can implement an OAuth flow in whatever language you choose, uh, you should be able to get things working. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if Shopify publishes libraries to help with other languages. I suppose I'd be a little surprised if they don't, but I didn't really look into that since I'm a Ruby guy.
0: <laughs> Good point. Uh, actually, I just Googled <laughs> it quickly. It's Ruby, Rails, Python are the official. Mm. And then there's yep. someone – there are third-party libraries. There's .NET, got to help you. Uh, sorry, .NET <laughs> people. Node and PHP, which I think we had tried – I, uh, uh, my old business partner had attempted with PHP and it was like I don't know if it was the library or what but it it was a struggle it seemed I, my guess is that most are, are Ruby or Rails
1: yeah they they sure make it easy for Rails um, I mean as you know yeah so just kind of cookie cutter is... stuff to get started and then you know right. the then you can get down to building the your unique functionality and you don't have to struggle so much with just getting connected to Shopify.
0: So essentially what this does it runs it run, you know like a WordPress plugin I think is probably what a lot of people are dealing with. That's where you've mm-hmm. got a bit of code and it's running on your own server so mm-hmm. that you have the inherent, the security risks with it and the updates and the thing could take your server down etc. All that is removed here with Shopify because essentially what you've done is all your these apps or extensions Um, of the service are running in their own little silo and then it uses the shopify api to talk back and forth what um within the api it seems like the way a a lot of these apps are front-end stuff where they affect the theme the way it appears for a visitor Mm -hmm. Um, how, how does that work is are all of them uh this javascript injection
1: uh i think it can can kind of be a mix um the JavaScript injection definitely allows you to have a little bit more flexibility. Um, you could also, you know, ask people to just install a markup snippet uh, within one of their templates. Um, but to, you know, to really interact with the service from the Shopify front end, I think you have to do the the JavaScript uh, tag injection.
0: Gotcha. So the um, Shopify uses Liquid on their front end. And yep. what's interesting about the app installs, since we've installed many apps at this point, it's totally okay to ask people to, to stick Liquid code into their stores because it's incredibly easy. And that's actually, yep. that's what we do. We just say, hey, here's a bit of... It's not even Liquid. It's just here's one line of HTML, and then it, the JavaScript looks for that HTML and replaces it, right?
1: Yep, that's right. And then doing it that way, we can allow them to you know, basically place our presale widget uh, on any page that they want to, it's most often on a product page. But if they wanted to do it on, you know, if they wanted to place one on their about us page, they could do that. They can <laughs> run it on know, the I, homepage. On the I had
0: no idea I should add things. that to the FAQ. <laughs> yep,
1: yep. You can put that snippet anywhere you want as long as you hand it a a valid product ID.
0: So is that um, the the admin the UI they gave that you used? Is that the embedded app SDK?
1: Um, no, it's actually, for the UI stuff, it's something called their sales channel SDK. Okay. Which, and and that right there is probably the, the roughest edge, I think, on all of the, the Shopify app stuff, uh, because it seems a little, I don't know, like, I didn't find that those resources through their regular developer stuff. Uh, okay. You You pointed them out to me. Um, and like, I don't think I would have ever thought to look in in that particular spot because we weren't building a sales channel add-on. you know, That's we a were building a, a regular shop. Uh, but all of those all of the resources that they provide there for the CSS and markup, uh, you know, you can use those outside of a sales channel app uh, and it works just fine.
0: Gotcha. So the, um, you know, so at that point, uh, if you were building a custom app for your own store you're done like there's no more it it just runs in the store at this point
1: right yeah i believe so and i you know i don't think you even really have to get uh, approval from shopify itself to do that since you're not listing in their app store
0: no uh, you're on you your just, own with it
1: yeah yeah you just build the thing and install it and you're off to the races
0: all right so if I, if let's say i wanted to build hire someone to add this feature to my store Hey, someone like yourself, what would uh, what would be a range that you would estimate that be, if someone had to build this app again, came to you said you know, and you, let's say you don't have the code, and they say, all right, build me this app, not as a as a public facing app, but just as a custom private app for my store. What would that cost, and what would a time a reasonable timeline be? Do you think?
1: Um, so I think uh, a timeline. You know, assuming that you have a good set of uh, requirements up front, which is kind of in itself always a challenge. Um, you know, I, I think, like you said earlier, probably three to four weeks of development and round trip, uh, which you know, you're probably going to be looking at, I don't know, ten to fifteen thousand dollars for that. Um, cool, just ballparking,
0: yeah, yeah. I, no, that seems like a very both the, the time on the budget seem like a very reasonable range. All right, so then at that point. Let's say you want to take it further. You want to go and say all, right, say, "All right, this works. Let's make some some side income off it. Let's make let's hustle and put it in the actual Shopify app store." So um, once we got you had it to this point, uh, that's where I, could, I took over. Um, you know, we I did the design on the front end. Uh, Paul Rita, our front end developer, des- developed it, gave it to you. Um, you massaged it and put it in there, and we did a little bit of beta testing. And then uh, all I had to do was write an app store listing, which was actually pretty easy. I mean, there's not a heck of a lot to it. They say, we recommend a video. Initially, I didn't have one. The later I recorded a screencast, which was easy. Um, you write a, an app description. I use the Pain Dream Fix format that I love. Um, <laughs> and uh, create a, like an icon and a banner image. And that's it. It's really very um, – it's much easier than say like the iTunes app store Oh yeah. As far as like <laughs> sure. submission requirements. And then you submit it. And then they uh it took you know, I've heard ranges from like a week to a month from people. Uh it took it took a couple weeks, and they came back to us and their very nice uh woman named I believe Dina said, Okay, I looked at your app, you know, and I had here are the issues I saw, and there were like three issues. I said, Okay, we fixed it. She goes, All right, well I've got one more issue and here's a couple recommendations. So we implemented, uh, we did her fixes, we did the, and the second round was much quicker. It was like three days she got back to us. And we yep. made those fixes. I said, hey, fake you, appreciate it. I did everything you said. And it was like 48 hours later, it was live in the App Store.
1: Yep, and, and they were all really good recommendations too. Uh, I thought, you know, things that were going to help smooth out the user experience, uh, make it easier for people to get up and running. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I thought the, the review process and the the changes that we got out of that were very worth doing, and you know, kind of a, a value add to our side.
0: No, absolutely, yeah, they were very focused. They like the it was. I would describe it as constructive criticism. They're like, okay, here's absolutely. how it works. This isn't a requirement, but this is you know, based on the other apps we've seen, this is what we think you should do. I said, okay, sure, um, we'll do that. And then, yep. you know, right away I got uh, a nice email from our Shopify partner manager. So clearly they had noticed, which I thought was very nice. Um, and then a, our very first customer, and this is cool, I'd love to share this story, was um, uh, my original partner manager. She created a dev store for a Shopify employee who had her car broken into, and they—she, this woman had lost um, her bag and her laptop was in it, and she had a bunch of, you know, she lost all her stuff and was very distraught about it. And apparently this is a, clearly a very well-liked employee Shopify. So they used our app to create you – know, you never know what people are going to do when you give them <laughs> your toys to play with. So we, we wanted it for crowdfunding. They used it for a fundraiser. They set up a shop, a, just a, a quickie store with one product, and the product was Help Lynn Out. And they, they wanted to raise $5,000 to give her so she could replace you know, her MacBook and her other stuff. And sure enough, they did it. Like within, the, they installed the app with you know, help from us, and within the morning, they'd raise the money. I was really thrilled to see that it was, you know, Shopify using it, and it was for this altruistic cause. So then, based on that, you know, we added a couple other features. Because then, like another, so we had another install where again, they wanted to use it for um, uh, what was it? It wasn't crowdfunding, and it wasn't charity. It was. Um, Oh, they wanted to use it for a group buy. So you had to get like mm. x number of people to get to a minimum. So then we added features to it. So at this point, you know, the really the hard part is marketing it. Um and I more so I think it's getting the reviews because that's how the reviews turn out to be the single biggest ranking factor that the App Store uses um and also of course a big trust indicator for people.
1: Yeah. Sure. A
0: faux show. Uh other than But that, yeah,
1: it was kind of crazy that go ahead. you know, we we envision, mm. envisioned it as a crowdfunding thing and then we've got people coming up with you know two different ways to use it that we hadn't thought of but that it lends itself to well and
0: yeah it works just as well was, there so then yeah you, that was cool to see. <laughs> you added the the feature to it where it's like all right you just edit the text um to make it do do what you want yeah very cool stuff uh what was i gonna say so what do you what do you think the future are, are you would you develop more shopify apps would you do it again
1: yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very interested to see how sales on this thing go, but you know, it, it looks promising. And in the first what couple of weeks that it's been out, uh, with no reviews in the App Store, you know, it's been encouraging that we've had a fairly constant stream of people signing up and trying it out. Um, and you know, we just uh, yesterday turned on the uh, ability so that it's free for. Uh, development stores which I think should help you know people be able to to use it try it out see if they like it uh, in a dev store before they commit to paying for it in a live store yeah that's uh, so a, I, that should a, help
0: a new and recent feature to Shopify if you're not aware let's say you have a it's called a development store it's a store that's not live you know but you're still building it out um, if you have a Shopify partners account you can make unlimited dev stores you can't sell anything with them but you can test sales And uh, if an app is set up appropriately, uh, you can install any number of apps. And I'm sure like, I guarantee bold already does this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they don't, um, but I'm I'm confident that they would be on top of it. Um, You could install these apps and then you can use them essentially in an unlimited free trial up until the store switches, until you turn, uh, switch your store to a paid store. Yep. Uh, What else? So, you know, if you've, uh, if you had a good experience, you enjoyed this. Would you be willing to take on future Shopify app development clients? I'm I'm plugging you right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd be more than happy to talk to people about it. You know, see what sort of things they're wanting to do. Um, you know, with with any software development, a lot of the early stages are just making sure that yes, it's technically possible to actually do this thing that you're talking about. Uh because, you know, people come with all sorts of crazy ideas sometimes and so you gotta really make sure that we're talking about realistic stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in talking to people about uh building Shopify apps and yeah, yeah we'll for you're right. Definitely Research, do another one.
0: Uh proof of concept is are the two most important the f- most important first steps before yeah. diving headfirst into it. Um and you know, making sure there's a need for it. So, you yeah. know, in our case, when we were presented with the original problem, my immediate, my gut reaction was, no, that won't work. And then uh, my <laughs> business partner, Paul, was like, well, we could do this. And then we started talking through it uh, with Factory. And they're going to, um, we're going to record a future episode with them. They signed up. Uh, it'll be out in January where we talk about what that that experience was like, promoting a crowdfunding style pre-order. Um, but once we'd seen like, okay, yeah, it can be done. It could work. Uh, that was the hardest part, was figuring out how it would work. And then after that, you know, it was just kind of, grinding it out and, and finishing it.
1: Yeah, and and one of the really cool things about, uh, you know, building Shopify apps is that uh, from a, you know, comparison with other software projects, uh, they're kind of guaranteed or required to be on the small to medium end uh, just because you're already building on an existing platform. And so a lot of the functionality that you might want, you know, is probably already there in some form and so you're you know not starting from the ground up uh and so it makes for a quicker development process you know you've got foundation already laid really and so it's cool to do those kind of small contained you know realistically scoped projects uh more so than ones that just kind of tend to grow and grow and grow
0: and if you had to choose would you <laughs> Would you rather uh, make a WordPress plugin or build a Shopify app? Just <laughs> purely a, oh, a devil's advocate question.
1: Yeah, for me, Shopify app for sure. Uh, not, you know, the one of the <laughs> biggest reasons is that I'm not really a PHP guy, so I don't <laughs> know point. my way around even how I would go about building a, a WordPress plugin.
0: Gotcha, uh, Jeremy. Where can people go to learn more about you?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm on the web at octolabs.com. Uh, that's like an octopus has a lab, Octolabs. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I'm on Twitter at jag the drummer, um, and those are two best places to find me.
0: And you actually uh, you have a software as a service app. I use it. I love it. You may as well talk about it a little bit. Uh, it's called Yeah, Remark. sure. What is Remark for?
1: Uh, so it's for producing uh, documents and eBooks. Uh, from markdown. So, so if it, you've
0: read e-commerce bootcamp, this is how I made it. Was with yeah. this tool.
1: Yeah. So, it's designed to basically keep people from having to fight with word or pages or indesign or something like that to produce a document and just helps you focus on your content and not fighting with formatting tools.
0: Right. So, you write um, you know, a lot of people can get uh they could they can bike shed they can get just too caught up in like, oh, which's the right font, what's the right line height instead of actually just writing the content so there's this class of of word document or or uh, word processors called markdown editors, and markdown is basically it's plain text with a little bit of uh markdown uh code in there. A great app, my favorite is uh let's see what this guy is called uh i a writer for Mac, and then once you have that, just copy paste it into remark. Uh, choose a theme and Remark outputs a forest. It outputs HTML, an EPUB file, so you can use it on, um, that's the iPad format, right? EPUB. And then uh, the Kindle format and even HTML. It's very cool.
1: Yep. Yep. And uh, uh, we have Dropbox integration now, so you really don't even have to mess with copy and paste. Uh, you can oh, just yeah, I save, around to it. save files into your Dropbox directory and we'll see it. And then process the document and put the PDF and the EPUB and the Mobi right next to it.
0: Oh, cool. So, yeah, if you've got uh, recapping, if you've got an idea, you say, listen, there's a feature I wish my store had, you can absolutely get that build uh, for a, a nominal fee as a, a custom app for your store. And then if you think, hey, maybe this would be a good passive income, some good side hustle, you could submit that as an app to the Shopify app store. Um, if you want to run a, a pre-order campaign or something similar, check out our app crowdfunder uh, I handle the support, you know, and so far we've got a few support requests. We've been we've been great about it. Jeremy's great for helping me debug stuff, um, but yeah, we we would be honored to check that out. And if you do, leave a review. We need those to rank in the App Store.
1: But, yes, please.
0: <laughs> so, I think that that brings us to the end of our time together. Jeremy, thank you very much. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Kurt. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Hope to see you soon. Yes, Enjoy sir. Our listeners,
0: however, this audio made it into your ears. I hope via headphones. Uh, You can find out more about it at unofficialshopfightpodcast.com. If you'd like to be notified whenever a new episode goes live, subscribe in iTunes or sign up for my newsletter at kurtelster.com. I'll shoot you an email whenever we post a new episode. Thanks, everybody, and we'll be back next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita.